0: Welcome, fellow beer connoisseur, to Beer Tasters, a podcast dedicated to the enjoyment of one of life's true pleasures beer. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker.
1: And I'm Nikki Starwalker.
0: Today, we'll tell you about a couple of delightful beers that you've got to try. Cheers! Hello, listener. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to episode four. So as I noted in the last episode, episode three, we went a little long uh, going into some various things about beer. So I split it into two parts. So this is the second part where we're going to talk about the two beers that we tasted. So we're each tasting a beer today and Nikki is drinking a pale ale and I'm drinking an IPA. And so we'll talk a bit about those and we'll talk a bit about pale ales and IPAs and hops. So please enjoy. So on to the main part of the show, which is where we each sample a beer and tell you what we think. So Nikki, you're drinking a nice, refreshing looking beer over there. Why don't you tell us uh, about what you're drinking tonight?
1: I would love to. This beer is called Walkabout Pale Ale and it's by Flat 12 Beer Works. And they are here in Indiana. Oh, wow. Yeah, over in Indianapolis. So um, they have a core lineup of beers, and the Walkabout is a part of that core lineup. So that kind of tells me that they're quite proud of it since they made it a permanent uh, resident of their offerings and their tap room. Cool. Yeah, and it is 5.3% ABV, so that's lower than the other beers, I've tried on the show so far, I believe. I can't remember what the first one was, but I know the pumpkin ale was about seven, so it was kind of high.
0: I think the first one was 4.3 or something. I oh, remember it was, it was actually okay. pretty low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, not all craft beers have to be really high if you don't want anything that alcoholic. And it is uh, an IBU of 40 which is pretty hoppy. The pumpkin ale that I had last time was not this hoppy, but the pale ales, the American pale ales anyway, tend to have a nice balance between malt and hops, and this one is no exception. This is a single hop ale, meaning that they only use one type of hops in there, and they use the galaxy hops from Australia. Interesting. Yeah. Shout out to all our Australian listeners.
0: And you said that that's a pale ale? Correct. I am not an authority on this, but my understanding of a pale ale is it's a usually pretty light in color. Um, They're usually, at least the ones I've had, are not clear. They're more hoppy than like a pilsner or a lager, but they're not as hoppy as an IPA. So if you try an IPA and you're like, I kind of like it, but it's a bit too much, then a pale ale might be the sweet spot for you.
1: Yes, definitely. I would say it's a good starter beer if you haven't branched out um, yet into the craft brews. And yeah, yeah. and this one is, it's probably, um, it's not quite an amber color, but it's not quite golden either. It's kind of somewhere in between there. And it's... It's fairly clear for a pale ale, in my opinion. Um, It's very, it has this amazing fruity aroma. I'm getting passion fruit from the aroma. Okay. And it does have a good balance between malt and hops, but I expected it to be hop forward and instead I taste more malt, at least in the beginning. The finish is hoppier.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So it does have a nice clean taste because of the hops in there. It is going to have a bit of a bite, like I mentioned. And it still has a fairly good balance, though. Um, Very drinkable ale. And I'm enjoying it quite immensely. Do you want to try it, Lex? Lex?
0: Yeah. um, Before I come over there and try it, I I thought we would try to define a little bit some of the stuff we're talking about. A lot of beers that you drink are pretty complex in their flavors. Um, There's a lot of different things going on at one time. You, You have sweetness from the sugar and the alcohol even sometimes. You have bitterness from the hops. You have the flavor from the malt and the flavor from the hops. And then flavor from the compounds released by the yeast when they ferment. So a lot of times there's almost like like when you take a sip of beer, there's almost like three different flavors, right, Nikki? Even before you take a sip, there's the aroma, right? right. The smell. Mm-hmm. And then there's the flavor when it hits your mouth, when it first hits your tongue, you get a certain flavor. And then there may be another flavor as it's like in your mouth a bit longer and then there's the flavor after you've swallowed it um what they call the finish or the aftertaste that's left over right and it seems like the bitterness tends to be left over like the aftertaste like nikki was just saying you know when you first take a sip of this beer you're tasting the malt in that kind of grainy taste but then after you swallow it what's left over is the bitterness from from the hops
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And maybe it's the hop oil
0: that I'm tasting.
1: It's delicious. And I mean, a lot of those really hoppy beers, I taste hop all the way through, but this pale ale, I am smelling the fruit um, smell. And then I'm drinking and I'm getting a lot of malt, but there is, you know, still hops in there, but it's subtle. And then afterwards I get a lot of hop flavor. And this brew actually, when it was ice cold, um, it wasn't as good. Now that it's getting right. a little bit warmer, it's more the flavors coming out. What did you think, Lex?
0: Um, I like it. And something I also recommend when you try a beer or anytime you're drinking a beer is take a good sniff in the glass before you take your sip because a good beer, a lot of the experience, at least for me, is the actual smell. Of it as well as the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the the smell of that, and and I agree with you when you when you first take a sip of it. It's very malt forward. You really taste the grains in it, and then uh, you know some of that hot bitterness afterwards. Unfortunately, the the beer I'm drinking is even more hoppy. So I I think that some of the subtleties were lost on me because (laughs) I've got this other beer that I've been drinking that's kind of overpowering it. Mm -hmm. But, But it was really good.
1: I liked it. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with it. And I think that now that it's warmed up a little, like I mentioned, the smell is even more intense to me. I don't know if that It's possible. Oh,
0: absolutely. And (laughs) I actually wanted to mention that different beers, different styles are better enjoyed at different temperatures. For instance, lagers are usually best at a pretty cold temperature, like your Pilsners and and things like that. You know, they're good, really cold. And, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of the, the American beers from the big three, you know, they... They always in there advertising, you know, it's ice cold beer, right? You know, like course,
1: you yep. know, it's
0: gotta be ice cold. And and honestly, let me tell you, the reason is is because the beer isn't very good. And because the colder the beer is, the less you taste. <laughs> it's true. It's it's chemistry. So, you know, any beer when it's ice cold tastes okay because you're actually not tasting much of it because mm-hmm. it's so cold. Mm-hmm. But as a beer gets warmer, more of the taste is released and more of the aroma is released. And you have beers like your Stouts and your Porters that are intended to be drunk at a much warmer temperature than most Americans are used to drinking beverages at. And I have found um, with IPAs and even pale ales that they do, like you said, like I'm going to be talking about Sierra Nevada Torpedo, mm-hmm. which is an extra IPA. And when I take this out of the fridge and I pour it in my glass and I take a sip right then, it doesn't have near the flavor that it does if I let it just sit for 10 minutes in the glass and kind of warm up a little bit. Mm. And especially the subtleties of the hop flavors don't really come out until it gets a little warmer.
1: Okay. Yeah, I am loving it. And I think the the fruity smell and pro- probably the taste, of course you can tell me being the chemistry student, is coming from how the yeast interacts with the malt. So, it's really interesting beer and brewing beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's all about balance. You know, you have you have sweetness from the sugar that's left over that's not fermented. You've got bitterness from the hops. You've got your flavors from the hop oils and from the malts that you're using and you know every beer is a different balance of all those those different things. And a good beer is well balanced where all those different flavors complement one one another and usually uh, when you taste a beer that's not very good, it's a lot of times because it's not well balanced and, and something is is overpowering everything else and it's it's not good.
1: So, Lex, what are you drinking?
0: So, I am drinking Sierra Nevada Torpedo, which is an extra IPA. Um, Sierra Nevada is a brewing company here in the United States. They're in Chico, California. And they also have a facility in Mills River, North Carolina. I'm a pretty big fan of Sierra Nevada, I have to say. And this will probably come out more as we do more episodes but I'm actually and I might get emails about this, but I'm actually not a huge fan of a lot of American beers, a lot of the American craft beers, especially when they will take a European style, like say a Hefeweizen or a Belgian triple, and they do a quote unquote American interpretation of it. <laughs> you know, they take they take a style of beer that's that's been around for hundreds of years and they change it. And a lot of times the results are less than stellar, let's just say. So it's rare that I find a brewery in America where I like pretty much everything that they make. It's very rare. One such brewery that I found is Elysian from Washington, from Seattle.
1: Oh yeah, I love them.
0: But Sierra Nevada is a brewery here in the United States where I have never had, and I haven't had everything they make, but I've never had a beer by them that was bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I've had some by them that it's just, you know, it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. But I've never had one where I was like, this beer just isn't good. They have one of the only maybe of two, there's maybe two or three American made hefeweizens that I've had that I thought were decent, and the rest are terrible. And one of those is Sierra Nevada's uh, Keller Weiss, which is actually either the best or the second best American hefeweizen I've, I've ever had. I'm really impressed with with it. I'm a big fan of Sierra Nevada. When we move back to Seattle, I really want to take a trip down to California and check out their facility and and tour it. So I was mentioning earlier how, you know, I like these really expensive import beers, but, you know, you can't afford to like drink that every day. Right. So it's nice to have some beers that you like that are a little bit cheaper, a little bit easier to find that you can actually get in a six pack or maybe even a 12 pack is nice. (laughs) And, and, you know, if we have some people that are new to craft beer, they're like, what? I buy my beer in 24 packs or 36 packs. Oh, what my do you gosh. Mean? You know, um, but when wow. you get into the world of craft or import beer, a lot of times you're buying stuff by the bottle. And if you're lucky, you can get a four pack or a six pack. And, you know, it's only like Sierra Nevada or New Belgium or people like that, where you can only even get a 12 pack of beer in most places, especially here in Indiana. Mm. Um, So their torpedo is an extra IPA. So IPA stands for India Pale Ale. And I'm better at prehistory than history. (laughs) I'm not good with dates. So I can't really give you a really great history lesson about the IPA, except to say that there was a period of time where a lot of soldiers from England were Mm. over in India.
1: Best would be the the late uh, 18th century.
0: Oh, you'd look this up. Good. So we don't look so ignorant. So these these English soldiers over in India, of course, wanted some good English beer to drink. And so they were shipping barrels of beer from England to India. And these were in the days of, of sailing vessels, I'm I'm pretty sure. Right, Nikki? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it took a while to get there. So to keep the beer from spoiling on this long voyage they put a lot of hops into the beer because the the hops oils will actually prevent bacteria from growing in the beer
1: yeah um, how cool is that
0: yeah <laughs> so that's where the ipa came from india pale ale and you know these these soldiers were in india and they were drinking this this like uber hopped beer just by necessity so it wouldn't spoil on the voyage but they got used to it and they liked it. And when they went back to England, you know, they wanted they wanted that, right. you know, they'd gotten used to it. And so it became a thing. And IPAs are all the rage here in America, especially on the West Coast.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Yakima Valley in Washington is where the the vast majority of hops that are used in the Western Hemisphere are grown. And so we kind of have a hop culture <laughs> <laughs> here in the United States, um, you know, most United States or United States, most American <laughs> beer drinkers, um, they love their hops, the craft beer drinkers. And so there are, you know, a million IPAs out there. So this is an extra IPA, which means it's even more hopped than your your standard imperial IPA. Wow. I'll just read the little blurb off the bottle here. At okay. Sierra Nevada, we take hops seriously. Torpedo Extra IPA starts with the world's finest whole cone hops and intensifies their flavors with a little magic from our Hop Torpedo. The Torpedo is a revolutionary method of dry hopping that brings the beer alive with a rush of complex hop aromas and flavors not found in any other beer. So basically, when you are making beer and, and Nikki and I have done some home brewing, you can add hops to the beer or the wort, as they call it, because until you pitch the yeast in the end, it's it's not beer, it's mm-hmm. wort. So you can add hops at various times during the process of, of making the wort because you, you boil the wort for, for quite some time, usually an hour or more. And the earlier in that boiling period that you add the hops, the more it contributes to the bitterness of the beer and the less it contributes to the flavor, where when you add hops at the very end of the boil, like the last few minutes, it's not boiling long enough to break down the aromatic oils and just contribute bitterness. So it actually contributes flavor. And depending on the species of hops you're using, it can be anything from a, like a floral flavor or a citrus flavor or a piney flavor or all kinds of flavor, flavors mm-hmm. that, that hops can add. So what they do with uh, Torpedo is they do what's called dry hopping, which after the boil is over... They pass the wort through, um, in the case of Sierra Nevada with their tor- Torpedo, this device that they call Torpedo, which is kind of like a capsule-shaped container that's just crammed full of these hops, <laughs> and they pass the, the liquid through that, and it picks up more of the flavor. It's not boiling anymore, so it, it doesn't break any of those oils down to just their, their alpha acids, which are what gives beer its bitterness. Um, so you get this this really intense flavor from the hops. And uh, this was one of the first torpedoes that I liked. I think I mentioned in an episode how for the longest time there's like one or two, ipas that i liked oh i just said this was one of the first torpedoes. yeah i was gonna
1: ask you about that are there more torpedoes
0: i (laughs) i meant one of the first ipas i like
1: gotcha okay um
0: because this is um anytime you have a lot of hops in the beer they can either add to the bitterness of the beer or they can add to the flavor profile what they call aromatic hops depending on when in the process they're added and I tend to like beers that have a lot of aromatic hops where they have that, that piney or earthy or citrusy flavor. Mm-hmm. But I don't tend to like beers that are super bitter. Okay. And so the IPA is delicious. They use Magnum, Crystal and Citra for their finishing hops. Okay. And they use magnum for the bittering hops. So early in the boil, they add a certain amount of magnum hops to give them the bitterness that they want. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the boil and in the torpedo, they're adding magnum, crystal and citra hops to give okay. it the flavors. And or, s- or the smell, right? Yes, both. Oh, okay. So aromatic is both flavor and, and smell. Because a lot of smell is that, ac- or I mean, a lot of taste is actually smell. True. So this is definitely a beer that you, you know, if you grab this right out of the refrigerator, you want to pour your glass and, you know, take a sip or whatever. But you want to really let it sit for five or ten minutes. And then the flavors really come out and the uh, the aromas really come out. It's, it's really good. I really like this.
1: Yeah. And I've had the Torpedo before. I had it recently since you just got it. And I love the aroma off of it. And I really love uh, Citra Hops. I know because of other beers I've had that have citra hops, I'm starting to be able to distinguish that hop from other hops. And it is very refreshing to me.
0: Yeah. And you will, you know, if you get into beer and you pay attention to what kind of hops are in different beers that you try, you will learn to recognize the flavors of different hops. For instance, uh, I can recognize a beer with Saz hops like any time. And they use Saz in like uh, Pilsner or Kel Even Heineken uh, beers like that use saz, and I actually really like the taste of saz, but it's very subtle. So you know you can't really use saz in a in an IPA because they it would be drowned out by the other hops. Mm -hmm. My favorite IPA in the entire world is a beer called Lucille that is made by Georgetown Brewing in Seattle. Uh, Unfortunately for us, they do not bottle. um they you know you can go there to the brewery and your growlers filled and they of course have kegs that they supply to bars Mm -hmm. um so if you are not on the west coast you probably won't ever get a chance to try lucille but that is my favorite my favorite ipa and they use amarillo hops which is spanish for yellow and they use a few others too. I don't remember the others, but but that beer has a very piney taste that, mm-hmm. that I really love. Um, but Torpedo is really great because even here in Indiana, in the armpit of the world, <laughs> I can find Torpedo anywhere. I can get it in 12 packs, which is awesome. It's actually, you know, this is interesting. Uh, Indiana overall is a lot cheaper than Seattle, Mm-hmm. But when it comes to craft beer, it's actually more expensive here than it is in Seattle. Yes. Which is bizarre.
1: Yes. Unexpected for sure.
0: But craft beer is pretty new here in Indiana. I know um, we lived in Seattle for four years or so. And I know before that, when I was in in Indiana, like craft beer wasn't really a thing in the mainstream at all.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. it's There's definitely a revival for it. And people are loving, I think, the new flavors and the uh, just the adventure that you can take with craft beer, trying all different styles, as you've mentioned, even the art on the labels is really cool. I just found a website yeah. today that's all about beer label art.
0: <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Torpedo is 7.2% alcohol by volume and the IBU is 65 do you want to try this, Nikki?
1: I'd love to. I actually got a lot of the hop aroma mm-hmm. when I first went to sip it, and I definitely taste the bitterness all the way through, but it's not unpleasant.
0: No, no, it's very well balanced. There's a, I think there's a lot of sweetness actually in the spear, but you don't really na- uh, notice it because it it balances the bitterness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of the spear. Uh, And like I said, I I have a lot of respect for Sierra Nevada. They make a a lot of really great stuff. I I think uh, probably Sierra Nevada and Dogfish Heads are the two just most awesome breweries (laughs) in the United States. Wow. Uh, Don't you agree, though?
1: I don't know. My two favorites. I mean, to me, Georgetown is pretty high up there.
0: Right. But you can't get it outside of Washington. That's true. I mean, for us here in the Midwest, it might as well not exist.
1: Right. Yeah. Sierra Nevada is nice because it is just everywhere. Grocery stores, just everywhere.
0: Yeah. And and if you are in on the West Coast and you can get Georgetown, their most uh popular beer is called Manny's and it's a pale ale. So it's like the beer that Nikki drank. It's it's a pale ale. And mm-hmm. that, that's a that's a good beer.
1: Yep, and I love their Rogers, which yeah. I think is a Pilsner? Yeah, it's a Pilsner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's delicious.
0: So Sierra Nevada, I still have not tried every beer that they make, but they have a, a few other beers that I really like. They have the Keller Vice, which I mentioned is their Hefeweizen. That is, It's definitely the best American Hefeweizen that you can actually find just about anywhere. It's really good. It has the banana and clove notes that hefeweizens are known for which so many of the american ones don't another great beer by sierra nevada is hoptimum which is another ipa and i actually like it better than torpedo but it's more expensive and it's harder to find but it's really good and if you want to know what hops taste like aromatic hops try some hoptimum (laughs) that stuff is like hot to the gills
1: Yeah, I actually forgot about them. We'll have to look for them again.
0: Yeah, and they're like... I think that beer is like 9 or 10% alcohol. Um, IPAs tend to be pretty strong. Uh, Another beer I actually like by them is their Summerfest, which is seasonal beer. Uh, A lot of breweries make seasonal beers, so they'll have a summer beer and fall beers and winter beers and spring beers. So Summerfest is a summer beer, I believe... Is it a Pilsner? It tastes like a Pilsner.
1: I believe so, but I'm not positive.
0: And to me, Summerfest tastes like Heineken, only better. And and it has that saaz hop taste that, that I like in my Pilsners. And then finally, another actually series of beers by Sierra Nevada that I really like is their Ovila series. And they have a really good Belgian style triple and a Belgian style quad in that series that, that is really good. So I will have the Sierra Nevada page linked uh, in the show notes. You can check out the Torpedo. And also they have a cool little video on their site that you can check out as well. And we'll have a link. You got a link for your beer, right, Nikki? I do. Awesome. All right, so that's going to wrap up episode four of Beer Tasters. If you'd like to reach us, you can email us at beertasterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Google+, Plus; just search for Lex Starwalker. You can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker, and you can follow Nikki on Twitter at Nikki Starwalker please visit our website, starwalkerstudios.com slash beer tasters. And if you enjoy the show, please show us your support by heading over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leaving us a rating or review. We would really appreciate it. So we like to end the show with our beer tasters challenge this week. Try something new. Try a beer you've never tried before If you're feeling especially adventurous, try a style you've never tried before. So until next time, I'm Lex Starwalker, and Nikki Starwalker is is sitting out this little wrap-up, but she's here in spirit. Enjoy life and enjoy your beer. Cheers. This episode's music provided by Kevin McLeod. Please see the show notes for more details at starwalkerstudios.com slash beer tasters.